those of you who are joining us in the north end of the building, in the venue, and those of you who are joining us online. Well, this morning is a, a special day for us. Five people are going to be baptized. One was baptized in the first service, one will be baptized in this service, and then three in the next service. But in a few minutes, you will hear all five of them tell you in their own words how they came to faith in Christ and really why they are devoted to Christ. But in preparation for the baptism, I want us to consider the passage that Esther read uh, from Matthew chapter 3, which records the baptism of Jesus. It's really interesting that all four Gospels uh, mention the baptism of Jesus, but Matthew mentions uh, a unique, something unique that the others don't, namely John's reluctance to baptize Jesus. And so uh, we're going to spend about 10 minutes, do two things. We're going to talk about why Jesus demanded and uh, insisted that he be baptized. And then we're going to talk about the relevance of Jesus' baptism for those who are baptized today, really for all of us. And so we begin in verses 13 and 14 of Matthew 3. Listen again. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you, and do you come to me? And so John was reluctant to baptize Jesus because he came proclaiming, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And to repent means to change course. It means to turn and, and redirect your life. And so if you're headed north and you repent, you don't merely feel sorry or apologize for heading north. You actually turn and you go south. You go a different direction. And Jesus came, and, and people came who needed to turn and, and align themselves with God because God is establishing this kingdom. And so people would come to John, they would confess their sins, and then they would be baptized as an expression of their repentance. And so here comes Jesus, and we don't know exactly what John understood about Jesus' identity and mission. Uh, they were cousins, but they grew up in different towns, so we don't know exactly what he knew about Jesus, but he knew enough about him to know that Jesus is not the person who needs to repent. Jesus is not going the wrong direction. He doesn't need to turn and align himself with the kingdom of God. Jesus is the one who is mightier than, than John, who's going to baptize not with water, but with the Holy Spirit, and with fire. And so John basically says, uh, if one of us needs to baptize the other one, Jesus, you're the one who should be baptizing me. But notice Jesus' response in verse 15. But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, meaning now at this time in history, for thus it is fitting for us, both of us, you and me, John, to fulfill all righteousness then he, John, consented. And so Jesus says that if John baptized him, that both of them would be fulfilling all righteousness. How is that the case? Well, it's important to understand that in the Gospels, uh, what the term, understand what the term righteousness means. In the writings of Paul, righteousness, righteousness typically meant right standing. And so if you were righteous, you had a right standing with God. But in the Gospels, the term righteousness, as Jesus used it, uh, James actually used it this way as well, righteousness means right living. And so if you were righteous, you lived the right way. 
You were committed to the will of God. And so that's the, the way that Jesus is using it. He's basically saying, John, if you baptize me together, we will be doing the will of God. How is that the case? Well, John would be doing the will of God because his assignment was to prepare the way of the Lord. And we'll see in verses 16 and 17 that after the baptism of Jesus, God confirmed that, that uh, Jesus was indeed his unique son whom he loved. And so John had done the right thing. Jesus would be doing the will of God because he would declare by his baptism that he accepted his identity as the son of God who would suffer for the sins of the people and he accepted this assignment that God was willing. He was basically saying, by being baptized, I'm identifying with people. I don't need to be, I don't need to be baptized to repent of my sins. I'm sinless, but I am being baptized to identify with, with people so that I can suffer for their sins. And uh, <clears throat> we'll see in verse 17 that the unmistakable point of this passage is that Jesus is being identified as the suffering servant described in Isaiah, specifically Isaiah 42.1. In verses 16 and 17, Matthew records this. We're going to notice two elements here that link Jesus with this suffering servant. And when he was Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened up, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and coming to rest upon him. And so the first thing we see is that the Spirit came from heaven and rested upon Jesus. And secondly, verse 17, and behold, a voice from heaven said, meaning God said, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. And so we have the second thing is this voice from heaven that declares, my pleasure rests on this one who is being baptized. And so with those two elements in mind, the spirit and God's pleasure, uh, listen to Isaiah 42.1. God is speaking. He says, behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. And so he declares his delight in this, this, this one he's talking about. And then he says, I have put my spirit upon him and he will bring forth justice to the nations. And so God's delight and God's spirit rested upon the the one that he's talking about here. And he declares as well that he's the one who will bring forth justice to the nations. And it's important to understand the context in the Old Testament because the nations were those, so so Israel was God's inheritance. And Israel, they, they didn't live this out very well. They hardly ever actually, but they were devoted to God. They would worship God, the one true God, Yahweh alone. But all the other nations, they followed other gods and their rulers followed other gods. And these gods were cruel. These gods were oppressive. And as a result, these rulers ruled with cruelty and oppression. And the people of these nations, they lived in bondage in every conceivable way. And so justice brought to these nations meant that, that the people would be freed from these oppressive gods, these cruel gods, and they would be brought into a relationship with the one true living God, and they would, for the first time, experience freedom. They, they would experience the life that God had created them to live. And we see that, that in, if you keep reading in Isaiah, the one who would bring forth justice to the nations, he's described as the suffering servant. And upon him, all the sins of the people would be, would be placed. 
And the punishment that they deserve, the punishment that we deserve, would fall upon this one. And so at his baptism, God declared, Jesus is the one, he's the promised one I've been talking about. Jesus is the one in whom I delight. Jesus is the one on whom I'm, I'm placing my spirit. My spirit rests upon him. And he's the one who will bring justice to the nations. And in our day, the way this justice goes to the nations is that we, we call it the Great Commission. We go and make disciples of all the nations. Now you don't have to worship the God of your nation. You can worship the one true living God. You can be set free from your sin. You can enter into a relationship with God. And so Jesus at his baptism, by submitting to it, he was declaring that that was his identity. And he's declaring that he would fulfill his mission as the suffering servant. And so that's why Jesus had to be baptized. But what's the relevant for us? What's the relevant for those being baptized? Well, basically, uh, those that are being baptized, every Christian in one way or another de uh, declares this. But those being baptized here today are saying, I believe everything that Jesus' baptism signified. I believe that Jesus was the unique son of God and whom, whom God beloved. He is the one who would be the suffering servant. My sins were laid upon him. He's establishing his kingdom and he's bringing justice to the nations. Therefore, as my commitment to, to follow him, I want to learn to obey everything he's commanded and I want to be part of that mission of bringing justice to the nations, seeing people from every grouping on earth come into a right relationship with God and experience freedom. And so in a couple minutes, you're going to see on the screen portions of the testimonies of all five who are being baptized. And one of the reasons that we baptize people publicly as opposed to privately, you know, just, just out, of, out of sight, uh, is because uh, we so need fresh examples that God still changes people's lives. And this is the ultimate spiritual victory, okay? This is a permanent, eternal spiritual victory when someone goes from the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan, into the kingdom of God and the kingdom of light. And so we need to be reminded that God still does this work, okay? This isn't just some ancient thing he used to do. He still does this in our day. And, and uh, after uh, the people, before the people are baptized, are going to make these affirmations and confer, uh, confirm their faith and their commitment to walk with God. After they're baptized, we will be asked, the person baptizing will say, people of God, what is your response? And then this will appear on the screen, and we will together affirm, we receive you into the household of God, confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, and share with us in his eternal family. And so this is another reason why we baptize people publicly. Those being baptized need this affirmation that they are fully accepted in the body of Christ, and they need this charge with us. Let, let us share Christ. Let's make disciples of all the nations. And so in this service, uh, Maddie's going to be baptized, and Brian Anderson is going to baptize her. Brian and Cindy led the rooted group and the life group that uh, Maddie's been a part of. And uh, so please, as we prepare for baptism, please turn your attention to the screen for the testimonies.
So I say it's about, it was in eighth grade or so, uh, I was in Boy Scouts, and for our, like, Scoutmaster conferences, we, like, they'd always ask us if we, were, like, went to church, and I didn't, and I was like, huh, I got tired of ask, like being asked that question and not being able to say yes, so I was like, maybe I should try going to church. So I tried, and I started going with my dad, and then just kind of started rolling from there. Nick Long is my mentor, and he specifically helped me grow in the past little couple weeks, and a lot of the guys in Farmhouse. I think, like, the difference is just kind of feeling that, like, ultimate, like, love that you can't get from anyone else, and it's just, it's very, and, like, it's hard to fathom how much God loves us, and that's just crazy to me. Probably my favorite scripture is uh, Colossians 12 through 14. It says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. It was about my junior year of high school. Um, I was kind of going through just a rough patch mentally, really feeling unsatisfied with um, how my life was going, just putting my um, worth in things like academics and sports and other things like that. And so um, that just left me feeling really drained. My uh, my parents just asked me, you know, Maddie, have you prayed about this? I'd gone to church my whole life, had grown up in a faith background. And so then I kind of had a point where I was like, if I'm going to call myself a Christian, I really need to figure out what exactly that means. And so um, I started reading the Bible um, throughout my junior year into my senior year of high school. And through that, I learned a lot of, yeah, just truth. Um, I realized that I was full of sin and by nature there was nothing that I could do about it but that Jesus died for my sins and he came to um, save me from them and that he loves me and wants a relationship with me and that putting my trust and faith in him is the only thing that will truly satisfy me. I would say the main impacts um, on my walk with Jesus have been um, for one the rooted experience that I did. Um, Brian and Cindy Anderson um, really helped me to look um, to walk through the practicals of my faith and then I would also say my friends, Julia, Hannah, Caitlin, and Amanda, have really pushed me to be a better, a better follower of Christ. One thing that I really appreciate about God is both his transcendence and his intimacy. I can trust that he has control over everything and that he has just a plan and a purpose for every person and thing in this world, but he also is really close and wants a personal relationship with me. He is near and um, really cares about me as a person too. A verse that's really been helpful in my walk is Romans 8.1 and it says, um, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, and that really is just a reminder that um, it's not me who can take away my sin, it is Jesus. Um, but also through him I can feel worthy and um, feel free to not um, be weighed down by the weight of sin. So I grew up going to church. Um, I kind of put my faith in Christ, but never truly. And so the time I really invested was uh, was about a year and a half ago. So the summer of my freshman year in college, um, just going through life uh, unsatisfied with what was going on. 
um, struggling and just a, a guy came alongside me and just started to uh, talk me through the Bible and just kind of reveal things to me and just maybe see uh, clearly what, what I was missing. I have a group of guys, um, the guy who led me to faith along with other guys that were led around the same time uh, and just we've all come together and they've always been able to push me um, closer to Christ and just that fellowship has been the motivating factor and the reason I'm still committed. So when you're serving and following Christ, there's always just a, a purpose, something to strive for and just always the hope that like I've read the end of the book, I know the end of the story and that just motivates me to be confident and just live boldly for him. The verse Romans 8.28 which says, um, and we know that he causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and to those who are called according to his purpose and just having that like um, confidence that everything that happens uh, whether it be a global pandemic or not is pushing me closer to Christ and you're not going to find that anywhere else in the world. So I first put my faith in Christ uh, this January actually so fairly recently um, that happened at um, a small group meeting on a Wednesday night with my life group back home at church and so you know it was just kind of something that the leader of our group was kind of encouraging us to take is just to take that step of faith and I always you know said that I was in for Christ but I wasn't quite to the point of being all in. The three um, biggest influences in my my faith journey has been uh, number one my brother who's three years older than me and so when he would come back home from college um, he would always just be you know kind of talking about Jesus with me really every every chance that he got. And the second biggest influence is my now roommate, Andrew. Um, he was the one who invited me to uh, the life group at his church. And the last influence is the leader of that life group. His name is Jeff. And so Jeff kind of you know, encouraged me to take that step. For me, it's all about purpose. Um, I feel like I kind of have, like I know what I want to do with my life now. Matthew 4:19, where Jesus talks about being fishers of men, and I think you know that's my purpose in life is to um, is to fish for people, and you know lead them to Christ, and that's kind of my purpose now. During our orientation period, uh, I had a dream, and I had one of my friends interpreted it for me. Uh, his name is Asanta, and that opened doors uh, to Asanta to share the gospel. Uh, the Bible and his testimony with me. Uh, like what Asanta told me made sense to me, but I had doubt in all those uh, things he shared. One day uh, when we were walking from university, uh, I had a, a reoccurring uh, abdominal pain, which I was having back in Sri Lanka too. And this time it was so hard that I could not even walk. So I had uh, one of my friends, Asanta, again there, and he asked me if it's okay for him to pray for my pain to leave in the name of Jesus. And thinking of nothing else to do, I just said, yeah, go ahead. And then his prayer was less than one minute. He commanded the pain to go away in the name of Jesus. And like right after his prayer, like my pain was gone. Yeah, it made me rethink, it surely made me rethink what Asanta was sharing with me about the Bible, the Gospel, Jesus and everything. So uh, in the end, like after all, I decided uh, on 4th of November 2018 that uh, Jesus died on the cross uh, to pay for my sins. 
no matter whatever happens jesus is always there with me he walks with me uh in every scenario i go through and he's the only person that i can rely on truly uh my favorite bible verse is luke 11 verse 9 ask it will be given to you seek and you will find it and knock it will be open to you Well, Maddie, it was a joy to be a part of the Rooted experience with you, to get to know your heart for God, your love for Him, your love for people, uh, seeing you, just this, this hunger for the Scriptures and really a lot of wisdom around the Scriptures. And so it's a privilege to be able to baptize you today. So I want to lead you in this confession of your faith. Trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of evil in the world? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior, trusting in his grace and love? I do. Will you be Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word and showing his love? I will. On the basis of your confession in Christ, we baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father. Like this. In the name of the Father <laughs> and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. People of God, people of God, what is our response? We receive you into the household of God, confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, and share with us in his eternal family. If you would, stand with us and uh, we're going to respond and worship and celebration today. <laughs> 